Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path to Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy ass weights and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same. We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just wanna be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery, and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing. Billions of these humans, humans. spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with, school with. gave up on their dreams, they said, screw it. Screw I it. said, oh, I'ma make some music. Even if they tell me it won't do shit. Give a few tips, gotta get the roots for you get the all right. Hello, Be Real With Us listeners. We're back. We skipped last week. I know Did you miss us? All, yeah, I know <laughs> you're all just waiting, waiting for the episode to release. Like, your life could not move on until the Be Real With Us listeners <laughs> or the Be Real With Us podcast hosts were, were in your phone. So it's okay. Everybody can calm down now. We are back. Uh, we just... <laughs> <laughs> we just had to take a, a little pause and regroup and really plan out what we wanted to talk to talk about for the next you know few weeks. But before we get into our topic, how are you, Alyssa? Good. I had a good Saturday morning. Fern worked. Uh -huh. Um, so me and Fern or me and Camila had like a little mother daughter date, went to the gym. I can't wait till she's like a teenager. So we can like work out together. Yeah. And then after the gym I was like, you want to go to lunch with mommy on a date? <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. Oh my God. That's so cute. Where'd you guys go? We went to Panera Aww. and, uh, we went to Panera and I was like, what do you want? to eat for lunch. And she was like, craisins. I was like, okay, well, they don't have craisins on the menu. So got her cheese pizza. I love their Fuji apple salad. That's like my go-to there. Have you Ooh. had it? No, I haven't had no? that yet. Okay. That's and a very we... you meal. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know if I, okay. So when I go to Panera, I like to get their, I think half soup, half sal no half soup half sandwich and there's like this turkey sandwich they have like three different turkey sandwiches but there's mm. this one i forget the specific name with the sauce oh my gosh so good mm. and then the broccoli cheddar soup and so that combination it's like bread okay. on bread with their like <laughs> extra piece of bread so those very, <laughs> yeah the french bread like she literally she was like would you like bread or i was like bread yeah. <laughs> give me the french bread yeah give me the bread yeah it was actually had that um a lot when I was in undergrad but mm. I haven't had it since until recently when I was pregnant I went Christmas shopping and I pulled over I, I went to the drive-thru got it and just pulled over in like a dark parking lot which is eating my <laughs> little sandwiches <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So uh, fun. Yeah, so we did that and then World Market because we're decorating her room. I love World I Market. Oh my gosh. I didn't see anything though. I, every, I mean, I saw a lot of things I wanted yeah, of to course. have, but nothing really for her room. And then after that- I have to get that stuff online because, okay, yeah, you're going to make a, a hippie- Retro yes. room for Camila, yeah. right? Okay. We ordered everything. We're just waiting for everything to come in. I'm just looking for little pieces to add. Like yeah. I was looking for maybe like fun little, like a rainbow pillow, which they did have, but it, the colors weren't quite on what I was looking for. Yeah. And like little peace sign, like decor oh, for cute. her shelf, which they yeah. have. But I was like 20 bucks for this. Like I think yeah. Amazon well, will that's have the thing. Cheaper. Yeah. Right. That's the thing about world market. It's like, it's cute, but is it mm -hmm. worth like worth $50? It. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, no. every time I go there, I'm just like, I want all of these things, but I'm not willing to pay the money for yeah. it. So we, we just kind of walked around and we ended up getting Fernando like a little Valentine's day card and chocolate oh, got home, picked up groceries. And then literally we got home. I threw her down for a nap and I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> fun. Well, that sounds very eventful. Yes. And I feel bad because I'm still not done with Isaiah's nursery. <laughs> it's still Aww. very bland and I'm, I'm not super motivated What's to missing? decorate. Well, above his dresser, there's a big white, like blank wall. Okay. So there's that. And I feel like, you know, just like little pieces that could yeah. bring the, the room together. I just don't know what it's, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know how to decorate boys room. So I'm just yeah. like, okay, what theme do I want to go with? I feel like, you know, there's the the sage 
accent wall that we did, but I'm like, oh, but sports would be fun. But the sports things that I've been looking at doesn't go with the wall that I painted. Yeah, it's it kind of clashes like, like the clash basketball and the yes yeah, and yeah. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, he's not going to be in this room for a while, so I for don't have to worry about it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were doing your workshop or would you, you did the lifting workshop for everyone? Yeah, we did the lifting clinic, the mm -hmm. squat bench and deadlift. So if you're mm -hmm. in the Facebook group, this is recorded in the Facebook group. And I was just going over diff, um, how to perform these lifts, um, cues, uh, how you should engage certain muscle groups, uh, because they seem so simple, you know, on the outside, you're just going up and down, squatting and, you know, lifting the bar off the ground for the deadlift. But there's mm -hmm. so many mechanical things mm -hmm. that you need to keep in mind. And so, yeah, I did that today. Right. It was like a good turnout, too. I saw the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Good. So there's that. And then earlier this week, we went to Lake Arrowhead for that little tiny ass cabin that we went to but you guys i don't know if you guys have seen ads for the getaway house i mm -hmm. think it's called yep two out of five stars do not recommend yeah, i saw that. i mean <laughs> jesus christ like i okay so i love stuff like that i love glamping i love unique stays and my husband and i we got this during black friday it was freaking expensive definitely not worth the money um because I didn't realize that it was the size of a closet. It's so <laughs> they, didn't, I, they didn't really <laughs> emphasize the tiny part of it. Like, okay, small, I, I can handle small, but like it was. You like, know, I think it maybe for couples, yeah, if you were just 100%. couples, it, the dog and the giant crib. I, you showed me, she gave me a room tour, you guys, of course. And, and we were chatting about it. I think the crib took up a lot of space. You guys oh, were yeah. actually cooking, eating there. It's yeah. just not <laughs> no, not at all. And it was, was snowstorming, no so you couldn't leave. You couldn't even leave the closet. Well, that's what we planned on doing. We we wanted to well when we booked it. We had no idea that there was going to be a snowstorm the week right. that we booked this thing, and we were planning on going outdoors and hiking and you know s'mores outside and you know doing things outside and. So I think it would have been manageable if yes. we could just get out, but we were stuck inside because there was a fucking blizzard and <laughs> snow, like three feet of snow um, around our truck. And it was just a mess. And so I'm yeah. like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I, let's leave. We can't even, we can't move out of this large bed. And we got all the fun pictures <laughs> with yeah. the window. Like there's only so many window pictures that you could take. Yep. And I'm like, okay, this is dumb. And then uh, the power went out. The yeah. first night that we were there. And so there was really no point in staying. And then on top of it, there's nobody to freaking contact at this yeah. place. You get an email and they'll contact you within 24 hours. Oh and so gosh. it's like, if anything happens, you can't get in contact with anybody. Right. So you left a day so, early. Yeah, we left a day early. Yeah. We only were there for two. Well, we booked it for two nights. And yeah, the next day I was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not worth it. No, well, good thing you you did it before me. I was almost gonna book that. Oh my god. Okay, we've been having the worst luck with traveling. Like the past three trips that we've gone at, I'm like, wow, it just keeps getting worse and worse. What is the universe <laughs> telling us here? Like, what is happening? Oh. We have another trip later on this year where we're gonna go to a really cool another glamping spot, but this one's in Tennessee and it's way bigger. It's like. It's super cool. And we're actually going to be able to do things outside. The baby's going to be with us. So he'll be a little bit older, six months. Yeah. Uh, It'll be a good age. So, better. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. First time on a plane. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm just praying that, you know, uh, we can get a good vacation. In no, that'll be days. good. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. Six months is good. Uh, just put them in a little pack and yeah. do your hikes. So that'll be fun. Yay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Anyway, guys. All right. So we are going to get into our topic today. Uh, originally, we had a topic planned for protein because, I mean, we're still going to talk about that toward the end, but there was some controversy on social media this week uh, mm -hmm. from a post that I made. And I mean, controversy. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of different opinions about something that I posted. And so we want to talk about that today because luckily for us, we have a podcast and we can just share all of our opinions and talk more about it. In depth. Uh, I feel like our, depth. our answers need a little bit more of in depth yes, here. So now absolutely. we can talk about it for 40 minutes. 
Absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> in case in case you're uh, not tired of hearing about it, so I posted something um, where I it was a reel with a song in the background, and uh, it started off by saying some things I promised myself I would never say as I enter motherhood. I stopped doing my hair and makeup. I stopped having sex with my husband. I quit chasing my dreams. I stopped being physically active. I stopped feeling my body and I stopped taking pictures of my family. And um, yeah, we got a mix of comments, reactions, emotions. Um, some women, you know, saying that they love the message. It was inspiring. Keep doing what you're doing. I wish I had this when I had kids, or I wish I had this kind of messaging when I had kids 10 to 15 years ago. And then there was some other women who were kind of upset and triggered by it and had mixed feelings about it, not sure about it, sharing their experience with uh, postpartum depression and just like lack of resources, lack of support, and not every woman's you know beginning of motherhood journey is the same. Uh, so we had some really great conversations going on, and um, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that, Alyssa. Uh, did you get any? Because Alyssa also posted something similar a couple of days later, and mm -hmm. I don't know if you had any responses to that too. Oh no, all mine were pretty positive. Okay. Um, it, you have a larger following than I do too, so I think there's just going to be more variety of people who probably who respond um, to your post. But I, after you had posted that, and after we did see so many comments, I did jump on stories because I think you, I, there's the moral story here is everyone does have a different journey. Okay. Like, yeah. it, it's very, everyone has a different journey and it's really hard to capture the nuance of anyone's journey within one post. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what you were trying to talk about on your stories, right. Is that, within one post, you can't cover all your bases. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wanted well, to share. Yeah, I can't, I can't acknowledge everybody. It's, right. it's just when I went on stories and I was like, you, you guys give way too much power to mm -hmm. the content that you consume. You expect people that you follow to include everybody from different races, gender, sexualities, countries, and then it, list their whole list of privileges before they mm -hmm. even announce a thought or opinion. And that's just not how the world works. Uh, and if that is what you're looking for, you know, before you reach a, play, a, a piece of content that makes you feel mixed feelings and you tell that person, like, you need to acknowledge X, Y, Z. It's like, no, they don't. They don't need to acknowledge anything there. And I wasn't even really talking about any other woman. I'm just talking about my own mm -hmm. experience and what I, what promises I've kept to myself and what I'm going to keep to myself. And so, yeah, I think that, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but, no. I'm glad you jumped in. No, I think too is many women do suffer with postpartum anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. um, and here's the thing it's it's pretty common and i think yeah. when other women see women living out this maybe if you want to call it non-conventional narrative or just a different narrative than they're used to seeing women who lift who take care of themselves that do their hair their makeup that do a certain thing right i think they assume that those women must not have experienced depression or anxiety or self-doubt maybe maybe not you know self-doubt or um, struggle in any way. And mm -hmm. the fact is there are women who are doing the thing, right. That still have self-doubt and anxiety, but they're still doing it. Right. And yeah. I think sometimes we assume that they have it easier. They may have privileges and that, that could be true. Right. We don't mm -hmm. know. You don't know yeah. that person's full story. Um, and so that's why I jumped on stories and shared a little bit about my clients because yeah, you know, I didn't suffer with depression or anxiety, um, I had a great growing up. Like, I don't need to give you my whole bio, but like, <laughs> I didn't experience those things. It was still freaking hard. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Um, my husband works a lot. I did it pretty much on my own. Like I was yeah, home with the I baby remember. by myself. Um, I didn't have a huge support system. I made my own support system. I made friends, right? I got out of the house and connected with other new moms. I started Facebook groups. I worked out every day, but I think my point was sharing other women's stories that I work with. For example, one of my clients who does have post severe, severe postpartum depression, she does have a lot of um, anxiety, feelings of overwhelm, and she still does the yeah. thing, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, she, I mean, as a coach, she has a therapist, so I'm mm -hmm. not a therapist, obviously I help her with managing her day, uh, managing and adding in self-care activities, um, helping her set up her week. So she includes movement. Um, she finally got cleared for strength training. So we gold her at 20 minutes of three days a week strength training. Um, so those are the things I can support her with. Um, but I encourage women, if you do suffer from depression, you don't have to suffer alone just because mm -hmm. it's common. Doesn't mean, um, it's that normal. it's normal. Right. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. think that's what, and I think that's what a lot of, well, I mean, there's when it comes to mental health and these extreme experiences, right. Oftentimes we, we feel isolated, isolated and alone. And so we want to gravitate towards women who are having the same experiences as we do. So we don't feel as alone. And so if that's where you're at or where you were at, and then you come across our content where we're showing a completely different mm -hmm. side to motherhood, I can understand that it triggers like, God, well, I didn't go through that. And I didn't have mm -hmm. that experience. And um, stop, stop putting that added pressure on, on me and stop trying to make me feel like I should be perfect and whatnot. And that is absolutely not what we're trying to do. Um, if you actually know me and Alyssa and, you know, it's, you know, my history, that's not what we're trying to do. And, um, we really want to create a narrative for women that is a little bit more empowering and inspiring when it comes to embracing motherhood and going through this entire transition, because it is not freaking like Alyssa said, like I did have support from my husband and even that was challenging. I mean, I just was not prepared for those first, the first week of postpartum. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in all transparency, I want to be honest with you guys, the coaches and I are just really tired of hearing so many sad and depressing stories of women who are really suffering um, to the point where they can barely eat, they're running on fumes, they're never moving their bodies, their sex drive is gone, they're exhausted all the time, and they're trying to keep it together at work and home while feeling these things. And like Alyssa said, just because something is common does not make it normal. And so we don't want to lean into the sad side of motherhood. We want to show what is possible mm -hmm. and how you can still prioritize your needs. Cause these are, these are basic stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, drinking water, going out in sunlight, um, eating nutritious food, uh, you know, going on a walk. These, this is like the basic bare minimum stuff. Um, connection with your husband, connection with your spouse, right? Um, these things are what's really going to help make the, the postpartum and the motherhood experience so much better and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I think what no, I noticed what you that said there too, is a lot of women go, they see posts like that and go, should, I should be doing mm -hmm. that. Right. Yeah. And that really puts an expectation on your own self. So I think just noticing when you see posts, if you're listening to this, if you notice that you're comparing yourself and shooting, we call it shooting all over yourself, mm -hmm. switch that to could. Like that could be an option mm. for me. That could be my narrative. That could be my story too. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking at, at it as a like, oh, this is society trying to pressure me to do something. That pressure versus empowerment, which we had Mallory come on and talk about mm -hmm. with us on our team is a big difference. Like if you feel pressure to, I want to start talking about bounce back culture, right? Yeah. Uh, to bounce back, then that's just all on you. It's how mm -hmm. you view that. You can make it more empowering by saying, hey, I could do these things and look at these other women that are doing it and see it as a more of an inspiration than a uh, have to. Yeah. It's all, it's all about perspective, you guys. Mm -hmm. And the coaches and I talk about this all the time. I mean, we love following women who are doing better than us. <laughs> we love being around women who are just going above and beyond what is expected of us, who are just doing the freaking thing, who are accomplishing goals, who are managing everything at once, because that inspires us. That doesn't make us feel less than, it doesn't make us feel shameful or that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, shameful or that we, you know, you know, have this added pressure on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, at, at, the same, at the same time, even just the stuff that we're doing, um, 
make some people feel shameful or pressured or, you know, I had some moms say, you know, if I saw this post, like just like five years ago, I would have felt shame. Mm. And I'm like, okay, but who's, who's responsible for that? Mm -hmm. That's you. You're responsible for how you perceive things and how you feel and what you consume. I totally believe and understand that perhaps some pieces of content are just, it's just not the right time for you. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. We all, we're always talking about how clients need to audit their social media. So it's actually, um, giving them information that is helpful, that, you know, they want to receive and that is not giving like triggering them in any way. Right. Um, and so if our content is just not for you at this time, that's totally fine that, you know, you're more than willing to unfollow and move on and whatnot, but you shouldn't expect somebody to change their messaging, their, uh, the way that they, you know, post for your feelings. Uh, mm -hmm. That is just an unrealistic expectation to to place on somebody. Yeah. What's up, Be Real with us listeners? We want to take a minute to talk to you about our Elite 360 Transformation Program with you. Our one-on-one -on -one programming focuses on three main pillars to help you achieve athletic results. Number one, optimal nutrition. Building an impressive physique requires you to fuel your body by consistently consuming the right portions of macronutrients, your carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, micronutrients, vitamins and minerals, and hydration to meet each individual needs for optimal performance, recovery, and sustained vitality. Two, strength training. Did you know women lose 1% of muscle mass per year after 30? This decline significantly raises the risk of chronic health issues as we age. So if we're not proactively building and maintaining muscle, we're losing it. We teach our clients how to properly build muscle and strength through our strength training program. So they become more resilient and confident during all stages of their life. And number three, the most important part, behavior change. A true athlete recognizes the key to mastering their craft lies in seeking guidance and feedback from a trusted coach. They inherently grasp the importance of continuous learning and maintain a growth mindset throughout every step of their journey. Our team specializes in behavior science, where we implement evidence-based techniques to help you cultivate the lifestyle habits and mindset of a true athlete. So if you're interested in learning how to become an athlete, of your own life. Click the application link in the show notes to apply and we can't wait to hear from you. I mean, what do you think of bounce back culture? Um, and how, do you think it's kind of swung the other way? Be because yeah. there's been the body positivity movement and really what I, honestly nowadays when I look at postpartum, it's so kind and gentle and it, which is fine if, if that's yeah. <laughs> what you, again, what people need to hear, but I, I feel like it's almost gone the other way, right? Like, do, yeah. do you see that? I mean, everything, me? everything in society has gone the other way. <laughs> it's just like, it, this is usually what happens. It's like, you know, just 10, 15 years ago, mental health issues were mm -hmm. a hush hush. You keep that shit to yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not helpful. And now it's kind of swung all the way to this side where everybody's talking about it to where we're praising and, you know, posting our mental health disorders and our bios and our social media handles. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's all about acceptance and being safe by everybody and, mm -hmm. you know, being accepted by everybody. And it's just like, it's like, whoa, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I do feel like we've kind of, you know, swung the other way to where, um, we are coddling. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, what word is yeah. appropriate here? Yeah. So I get it. The ba So balance back. I guess if you want to define it is I think what we, when I was younger, we would see, it's usually celebrities, right? Yeah. You see the celebrities who just had a baby. And I remember thinking this because as a young child, as a teenager and early adulthood, you hear people just bitching and complaining how they gain all this weight after kids, kids ruin your life, how <laughs> they, you can't get your body back and all the things. And then you see celebrities, 17 magazine that we grew up with cosmopolitan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they'd have a baby and within like, it felt like less than a month be fitting <laughs> in their jeans. So I guess if you were to define bounce back culture, that's like 
getting back to pre-baby weight, fitting in those pre-baby jeans as fast as possible. I guess it would be, I guess, defined as doing whatever you need to do, doing the juice cleanses, hitting the gym prior to six weeks or whatever, without Mm -hmm. any mind to physical or mental health. Now, I think the typical woman is so focused on scale weight. Mm -hmm. But here is where I think bounce back. I want to embrace bounce back. I want to bounce back. Um, And I believe it's important for me because a woman should prioritize their health immediately after birth. Absolutely. It's going to be my top priority. Uh, what is so, and what does that look like? It looks like going to bed on time or earlier, Mm -hmm. like my baby's going to wake up through the night. I'm going to get to bed seven, 8 PM. Maybe that means leaning onto my husband a little bit more. Hey, can you take the first shift or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to prioritize my movement. So I'm going to get outside for some fresh air and I'm going to walk. I'm going to eat food. Like I'm going to prioritize making my meals a priority. And that is basic necessity. And if that is what's considered, bouncing back, I guess. <laughs> or, like then well, that's not that's not what most people are considering bouncing right. back. I actually just had another comment um on a post that I made about how older women with kids the things as a 35 year old woman mm-hmm. with who just had her first baby, these are the things that I will never say to a younger woman who doesn't have kids. And there was all these things that were always said to me uh, by older women who had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had some, I had somebody comment saying, you know, how, again, how everybody's experience is different and um, how in her first pregnancy, it just gets, time gets harder uh, finding time to work out and take care of yourself gets harder with more mm-hmm. kids that you have. And it was so easy to bounce back after her first one. She felt like she didn't even have to try, but as she had more kids, it just gets even harder and harder. Um, and so I don't know what bounce back meant for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we have, we also, I also have questions about that, right? Like how was your lifestyle before having kids? How was, how did, how do you define healthy and taking care of yourself? Were you actually taking care of yourself before kids? And that is something that, um, I feel like if you were to ask a lot of women, like, well, okay, well, if it's so hard and challenging now, I mean, what were you doing before? Mm-hmm. Uh, because lifestyle habits have a huge impact on our mental health, as we know. And so I imagine that if you weren't really taking care of yourself and prioritizing your health and physical fitness before pregnancy, you're more likely to experience postpartum depression. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I feel like kids expose yeah. your habits. So can you share with our listeners what your, your alcohol usage, we talked about ahead of, um, yeah. but tell, tell the listeners about your social anxieties. <laughs> my, my social anxieties. So, I mean, you guys know my history of, you know, partying and drinking a bunch of alcohol and, you know, over time you identify as the party girl and that actually helped me uh, be more social because inherently I can, I do consider myself a more shy and introverted woman. Uh, but at that time I had no idea that I was even shy because I was just masking it with alcohol and cigarettes. And so it was just a really easy way for me to, uh, create conversation and just be more social and more outgoing and meet new people. Like what the easiest way to meet somebody at that time was like to say hi and then ask them if they want to go have a cigarette outside. And then that's how you start conversation. And the same with like drinking. And so when I decided to change my lifestyle back in 2012, one of the first things that I noticed when I went into environment sober was that I was a shy. I didn't really know how to initiate conversation without the influence of alcohol and cigarettes. And I had all this anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so it was really uncomfortable because I just, it just kind of dawned on me like, Oh, great. Another thing I have to work on. (laughs) <laughs> crap. I have to learn how to be more social and not be a freaking like weirdo at the, in the corner of the room, uh, and which is really uncomfortable. And so, yeah, I think that's what your point was. With, yes. You know, so I, I was thinking about this the other day and this is where I want you, you listeners to get a little curious here. If this maybe was you to some extent, when you maybe say that, Hey, I was so healthy before, right. You know, and now I have kids 
And now I'm not it's because of having kids and it, they're extremely hard, right? <laughs> you have very mm-hmm. little time. You have to ask yourself, is was it m- the kids or was it my lack of skills around being able to plan? For mm. example, when you're single or just newly married and you don't have kids, you get over work at five, you have several hours before <laughs> bedtime where you're doing absolutely nothing. As soon as you have kids, that window shortens so much. So anything that you need to get done needs to get done very precisely with precision. Um, and so there's very, there's not a lot of wiggle room, right? Like that's the one thing I have noticed with having one is that if I need to get stuff done, I have to max out my calendar, plan things ahead of time. Meal prepping is on point. Gym Mm -hmm. sessions are scheduled in. So you have to ask if you weren't good at prioritizing your own health, planning for you, and managing meals and whatnot. Or you were just getting by. If you were just getting, that's what I'm saying. Like if you were just getting by because you had so much time, then that makes me wonder if it's really the kids or just your lack of skills around managing and planning. And the reason why we say this is because, I mean, we're in the coaching industry. And so we have a, a lot of women with kids who we help and support who haven't learned these skills yet. And so- our assumption is that the mass, vast majority of women, especially women our age, who grew up in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. in diet culture, and you know, thinking that you know eating like eating fat was unhealthy and doing all this cardio, right? Mm-hmm. If that is the environment that you grew up in, the time that you grew up in, you you probably don't have the skills that you actually needed to thrive in a postpartum environment. Right. Because you think uh, maybe eating salads and doing Pilates once a week was was healthy. Good, was great yeah. at the time, yeah. right? And maybe again, you snuck by with that prior to kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kids and again, really do expose your yeah, habits. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And and for myself, I mean, I okay, here's the, here's the thing. Like I have been handling postpartum really well. But you guys have to understand that I have 11 years of not just doing the basics, but going above and beyond and going through multiple cycles of body composition changes, adding muscle mass to my body frame, um, working with so many different coaches. I I do have a high level skill set that has helped me tremendously in the postpartum, starting with you know meal prepping six weeks in advance because I freaking knew. Well, I didn't know. That's the thing. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I meal prepped just in case. And, <laughs> and you know, pri- still prioritize walking and movement and water and things like that. And so I don't think that these things happen on accident. Uh, when you see a couple people, you know, thriving postpartum, I mean, Alyssa and I can only speak for ourselves. We have taken care of ourselves for a while now. And so mm-hmm. we weren't just going to stop it when we have a baby. It was actually going to uh, be still a priority for us postpartum. Yeah. So I think that's maybe where the disconnect is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I think maybe that's where. Yeah. And do, and you guys don't put so much pressure on yourselves for doing everything alone. This is also what I had to tell the, the other comment, the woman who commented, if you're really struggling, you really can't find time to work out. You have multiple kids. You're, you know, you have weight to lose and you're, you've tried all these different things. Maybe now is a time to put less pressure on yourself and trying to figure it out on your own and trying mm-hmm. to re- and recruit somebody, hire a nutrition and health coach to have them give you, to help give you the skills that you need to manage all of this time. Maybe you need better time management skills. Maybe you need to learn how to say no more often. Maybe you need to learn how to plan, right? I mean, I know we all want to believe that we're really great at these things, especially if we have higher education and, you know, we're a little Mm -hmm. bit older, but it's okay to admit that you don't know things and that you don't have certain skills. You know, uh, I think, you know, a lot of women are just too prideful to admit and that they feel like they could put, 
all this pressure on themselves, like to do everything. Mm-hmm. And if they hire a coach, then that means that, you know, they're exposing that they don't know things and that they can't do everything on their own. Right. And so it's just one of those things, like, why are you choosing to suffer if you don't have to? Right. And I really do think planning is such a big part of it. You guys planning. Yeah. And I, I think it's such a foundational and basic skill that a lot of people don't take a look at. Yeah. And not just like writing things in your calendar. No. <laughs> right. Like, that's not what we're talking about. Not just writing things in your calendar, but hour by hour, even what are mm-hmm. you doing? What tasks are priority? What, what do you notice yourself like procrastinating on? What do you notice yourself avoiding? Those mm-hmm. are the things that you need to do. And meal planning too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're somebody that's struggling with skipping meals and forgetting to eat, then you need to be better at planning and prepping and having those foods available. We talk about this stuff all the time. And I know it's one of those things where you know what to do and just don't do it. But mm-hmm. you also have to be honest with yourself, right? Yep. You know, in theory, you might know what to do, but in application, you probably don't. Yep. I, I, I see it a lot with moms and multiple kids is over scheduling their kids' activities too. So I think mm. setting boundaries is another really basic skill that a lot of um, women have a, such a hard time doing is setting boundaries with kids' sports and activities, setting boundaries with their work. Because usually when women mm-hmm. do pr- prioritize their calendar, oh, I do schedule. It's usually just work, like Monday right. through Friday, nine to five. <laughs> work or kids, work or kids mm-hmm. activities. Work or kids it. activities. And then they're, they're just cl- like wherever they can fit in. Um, let alone like dates with your husband or time with your friends, which is very also important for mental health um, and well-being, <laughs> yeah. which at the time you might have to put a lot of those things down if your physical health is um, not doing well. Like, okay, then you got to put something, something that like we talked about this, I think the last podcast, right? Mm-hmm. How things are going to feel a little out of balance at first. Yeah. If your health needs immediate attention. You have to drop the other balls. Yeah. Uh, before moving no forward. more no more freaking uh wine out with moms like mm-hmm. <laughs> toxic wine mom culture that's mm-hmm. so annoying it's like okay you're struggling with all these things and you want connection but you're also putting a toxin in your body and deprived like it's exacerbating your sleep deprivation yep. and it's making you feel like weakening your immune system and not making you feel good and you know those are the choices that you have to look mm-hmm. into and sacrifices yep i agree do we talk about everything we want to talk about here? Any other controversial comments on your page? No, other than that random person oh, yeah. <laughs> who called me a mean girl and a pick me girl. Mm. Somebody tell me what's a pick me girl. I don't <laughs> I'm like, what is that? I, I showed my husband. I'm like, what's a pick me girl? He's like, what the fuck? He's like, I have no idea. I'm like, okay. Well, well <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I don't really care. It's, it was just funny. I'm like, I've never heard of a pick me girl before, yeah. but thanks. <laughs> she still loves my stories and watches my shit. So, all right. Anyways. Um, yeah. So we're going to make a sharp turn here and start talking about protein. I know, so <laughs> great flow. Yeah, great flow. This is, this was actually what the topic was supposed to be. And then that everything happened with that post. And so we felt like we needed to talk about that. So to air it out. Yeah, we got we to air it out and we didn't want to waste time, you know, or have a time lapse on that. But anyways, uh, we wanted to another Instagram thing, but we wanted to talk about protein because somebody commented on my Costco protein grocery haul and I should have took a screenshot and actually read his comment, but he was warning the women in the comment section. Remember, ladies, you can't eat more than 40 grams of protein at a time. Our, your body won't process it. I'm sorry, I don't have the, the comment verbatim. And I almost, um, you know, Denise commented back with a research article to, to cite. And I, I almost went in there chiming in. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Instead of commenting back, we're going to talk about this on the podcast because I think this will be some good information when we're talking about protein and how it actually works in our body. That That is a myth. Um, you can't eat 
or you shouldn't eat more than 40 grams of protein at a time. Uh, what he did say is you should distribute it evenly throughout the day. And I do have to say that is absolutely true. You do need to spread out your protein throughout the day. We talk about this all the time. You really want to think of protein as your main form of medicine. So you're dosing your body with protein every few hours, uh, and that is going to help stimulate muscle protein synthesis. Um, however, there is a cap on that. And that's, I, I think, what he was referring to. And so I want to give him the benefit of doubt. <laughs> and I, I don't think he was completely wrong with his statement. Uh, but it's not that our body doesn't know what to do with the rest of the excess or that it's bad for us if we eat more than 40 grams at a time. Um, what happens is that there is no storage form for dietary protein like there is for carbohydrates and fats. A dietary protein is either going to be used for protein synthesis and various tissues, and anything left over is oxidized for energy. And so this breakdown involves removing uh, certain parts of the protein molecules, uh, which then goes through chemical reactions to ultimately release energy that our cells can use. So what that means is when you are consuming protein, let's just say 40, let's just say 50 grams for that matter. Let's just say you eat 50 grams in one meal. Um, about 30, depending on your, the quality of the protein and your lean mass. So this is a range. Okay. Let me take a step back. Let's, let me give a different example. Let's just say you're eating 70 grams of protein because the cap is usually around 30 to 50 grams. Like I said, depending on the quality and lean mass, um, your body is only going to use between 30 to 50 grams of that 70 grams of protein for muscle protein synthesis for the process of building and maintaining muscle mass. Okay. Now what does, what the fuck does your body do with that extra 20%? Um, it goes through an oxidase, uh, process for energy. Um, and so, like I mentioned, it's going to break down, um, it's going to go through various chemical reactions, and then it's going to be released later on for energy. So your body still utilizes it, it for, right. yeah, it's, your body is still using it. It's just not using it all of it, uh, specifically for muscle protein synthesis at once. Now, what we also want to stress is that instead of eating large amounts of protein in one meal, which again, nobody does this, so it's yeah. not a problem. Like there's no, most women are not eating 70 grams of protein in one meal, right? Or even I mean, even 30 grams of protein is a challenge sometimes. So you're, I think you're okay. And even if you eat more than that, it's not like bad things are going to happen. Um, but you are going to experience more like benefits of the muscle protein synthesis. Like we were talking about, if you do spread out your protein intake in smaller doses around 30 to 50 grams throughout the day versus eating a large amount of protein in one meal. Your body is still going to utilize it, but you're not going to get the same rate of muscle protein synthesis as you would if you were to um, have smaller doses throughout the day. Yeah. But like ain't I said, no, ain't again, no one wants to eat hundred grams of protein. Yeah, out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah. That's not fun. And nobody's going to do that, but I mean, it's not going to hurt either because most people have been under eating protein their entire life. And so again, it's just, it was a ridiculous comment because it's like, okay, you know, it, it really isn't going to impact women at all. Impact. In fact, it's probably going to help women, especially with their hormones and building muscle and feeling better and feeling full and managing their cravings. If they even did have a 70 gram protein yeah. meal. So. <laughs> There's that. Oh, comment. Well, thank <laughs> yes. you for expanding. I think the other comment we get a lot of questions about is in the DMs is vegan versus animal protein. Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, we have some vegan followers. So I'm like, where are you guys coming I know from? you guys. I mean, <laughs> <We're not laughs> we don't yes. specialize. I send you off to someone else. Usually, like, yeah. <laughs> if you're vegan, we yeah, we don't work with vegan clients. I'm sorry. Um, not that we have anything against plant-based no, foods we because we absolutely – encourage clients to add more plants and, um, you know, vegetables and things like that. But we are definitely advocates for animal-based protein and mm -hmm. we stand firm by, by that. Um, so if you're vegan and you're looking for vegan stuff on our page, you ain't going to find it here. No. Um, no. but yeah, go ahead. Alyssa. <laughs> well, ask us if we have some, um, I, I follow this one gal. I just recently started following her cause I'm like, I need a vegan contact and she does bodybuilding. She looked amazing. She's oh, jacked. Perfect. 
and I agree with everything she says. <laughs> it aligns a lot with what we believe, but she just happens Ooh. to be vegan. So yeah. I'll send you her way if you guys are interested. Um, but so animal proteins, all that means is when you consume an animal protein, it's a complete protein. That means it contains all nine amino acid, your uh, amino acids that your body needs to re repair and grow. Uh, vegan proteins are typically incomplete proteins because they're lacking uh, some of the essential amino acids. And so what you have to, what vegans will have to do is combine different plant-based protein um, food sources to get the complete essential amino acids. But the downside with plant-based protein sources, they typically have less leucine. So especially like whey, um, or sorry, whey versus like a plant-based protein, uh, they have less leucine, which means uh, it's less digestible and you have to eat more to get the same amount of leucine that has that anabolic effect uh, mm -hmm. versus um, a regular whey protein. Um, so usually to match the same leucine content of dairy protein products, the person has to have like 50 to 60 grams versus like 25 grams in a whey-based product. So if you're interested, if you're wondering why it's just for uh, plant-based proteins, you're just going to have to eat more of it and it's just hard to digest. And it's higher in carbohydrates. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's when it comes to managing weight and weight loss, it can get yep. a little challenging because if that's the case, then you have to be really diligent with your yep. tracking and your fat intake too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well said. Do we have any yeah. other questions? No, I mean, we definitely wanted to tackle that protein, but we do have a question of the day. Uh-oh. So again, as a reminder, you guys, we answer your questions live. We have a link in the show notes where you can submit your questions uh, anonymous, anonymously, if you'd like, uh, about anything, really, uh, about nutrition, fat loss, strength training, behavior change, uh, life, if you just want to you know, have curious questions about us personally. I didn't even know, uh, there, <laughs> didn't even know there was a question of the day. No. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, oh, we have a question. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. And yeah, so you guys can submit your questions here and we answer your questions live at the end of the podcast. Okay, so question. Um, hold on. Let That's me so try funny. to find it. Like you can ask about us. Anything, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> Makeup, hair. Makeup, yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't have to be just protein. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, we want you to, we, yeah, we want you guys to get to know us on a real personal level. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this podcast is all about. Yeah. Okay. Here is question. Um, question from a couple weeks ago, actually. So looking to get into strength training, where do I start? There's so much info on the internet that I am just not sure where to start. Hire a coach. <laughs> that's our um, answer for everything. That's gonna be our, yeah, that's going to be our answer for all of your questions, by the way. Uh, hire a coach and, 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 and. Yes. <laughs> why, but why, why <laughs> take the long route? Just like, hire someone to help you with strength training. So she wants to get into strength training, doesn't know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I be... guess you could, I guess you could start, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could start with YouTube videos. Do you have a favorite YouTuber? Oh, oh I mean, yeah. So, Sydney okay. I, I got, yeah, my mind went first getting to a gym, getting to a gym, mm. at least doing group fitness classes. So you're in a gym environment. I've worked just, in the yeah, gym. Yeah, it just industry. really depends. It depends where you're at. Yeah. So either get to a, just join a gym and start taking classes. And, uh, uh I mean, they at least give you a free personal training session. Mm -hmm. uh, every gym includes it. I would take advantage of it and recommend it Buy a couple sessions at least. I mean, are we, <laughs> yeah. you have to, okay, listen, if you don't know anything about anything, you're going to have to pay some money to learn. Uh, I, I just don't see any benefit than trying to figure it out on your own because it's just going to yeah. take so long. <laughs> like yeah. why? And it's um, going to prolong how confident you feel. And then it's yes. going to, yeah. All my answers that. lead back to just <laughs> hire someone. Okay. So group fitness, get to a gym, take advantage of the free sessions they offer. I would at least buy a couple sessions from a trainer. Um, the other option, like Shante said, go to YouTube, Sydney Cummings, Cummings um, has a great YouTube channel. You can get a couple dumbbells from home and 
learn from home, I guess. Uh, she has great <laughs> workouts. Um, I, I would recommend filming yourself and comparing yes. how she looks on film versus what you're actually doing. Yeah, um, that's a great tip. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I used to do um, back when I first started um, learning how to lift? <laughs> this was way before we had all of these resources available mm -hmm. and like coaching was super popular and online training I don't even think was a thing. But bodybuilding.com used to have uh, free templates. Well, they still do, I think. Yeah. I don't think they're free. I don't think they're oh. free anymore. Yeah, you have to pay. But it's a really small fee, like less than $10 for a template. Mm -hmm. And so go to bodybuilding.com. It's basic hypertrophy strength training programs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, print one of their, their programs and try to follow it. But again, <laughs> yeah, give, <laughs> give it a shot and see how it, how it works. <laughs> again, I mean, back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try not to get injured. Uh, but again, I mean, this just really goes back to if you want to if you want to gain the skills fast and safely and feel confident while you're doing it, just hire somebody. It'll be such a great experience mm -hmm. and you'll be able to get to where you want to be faster. Yeah. So funny mentioning you what you did. It was like I try to scratch my head to go far back. <laughs> like, what did I do? And I mean, my mom hired me a trainer in high school. So I oh, think I was yeah. just always exposed to like having a trainer or, yeah. or having, I mean, we were in sports growing up. Right. Um, and then what did we do? Okay. What did we do when we were kind of first on our own? Me and you would go to 24. How did we decide Char Charles would show us how to work oh, out? Yeah. I guess my, find a my, my, buddy? my high school boyfriend. Oh yeah. So I did have a, a boyfriend who was a football player and, um, strength was, you know, knew how to lift. And so, he taught me a lot of things when mm -hmm. we first started lifting. And then I somehow found bodybuilding.com and okay. printed out their templates and followed their stuff. And yeah. a lot of times, you know, in the beginning, it was just like going to the gym and doing what I felt like doing, mm -hmm. you know, so, which obviously, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just wander around. <laughs> yeah. Wander okay. around. Like, what are we doing? I don't yeah. know. Do <laughs> what sounds <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we obviously don't recommend doing, which, that is not strength training. That is just doing whatever the fuck you want. And so, yeah, again, uh, try to find some sort of structured template, uh, hire a coach or, uh, try to search on YouTube for some guidance there. If you're not ready to hire a coach. Yeah. There's some great YouTube videos nowadays. Oh uh, yeah. Form techniques. Oh my gosh. You could go on there. And if, if you're at the gym, you're not sure how to use a Smith machine, literally go to YouTube, how to use a Smith machine. Smith there, if there, there's a video for everything on YouTube, you guys. But yes. it's a pretty good resource. Um, if totally you're new. Okay. Cool. Well. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for now. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.